yeah, baby. David Essel alive, helping you to feel more alive. Help me feel more alive. Cruella is who you're listening to right now behind us. Gotta love that song. Check out the video. Awesome video. David Essel in the box celebrating 22 years on the air. Positive talk radio, of course. We are America's positive radio talk show. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. XM Satellite Radio 168. And we stream live. For your friends that do not have XM yet, we stream live worldwide at talkdavid.com. And don't forget that every show, hundreds of our past shows are available, archived at talkdavid.com. So you can listen to them whenever it fits into your schedule. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. How do we change beliefs about money, about love, about weight or more? How do we change beliefs? You know, we have these beliefs, right? That we are a deeply spiritual person or we're not a deeply spiritual person or we love our body or we don't love our body. I'm going to give you the answer in a couple minutes about how to change beliefs. And it came up today. I'm teaching, uh, as many of you know, I certified people to become life coaches. We've been doing that since 1996. We have a workshop going on this weekend, our level two workshop. And the uh, and we're working on beliefs. That's one of the things in level two we work on. And today we spent a lot of time with the students about changing beliefs. And I'm going to get into that in just a couple minutes minutes. First, I wanted to share the guest we have on. James Smith, he's been a TV radio host for about 30 years now. He's going to be coming on with us talking about the traits of people who stage great comebacks in life from athletes to actors and beyond, how they overcome hardship. And many people in life Actors, athletes, they, they have this great string of victories, and then they fall off the map, and then all of a sudden they come back. Well, that happens to you and I, too, doesn't it? Like, we might have a great string of number of years of doing wonderful things, and then we get hit by reality. It could be an illness. It could be a divorce. It could be a bankruptcy. It could be an addiction. And we're going to talk about how do people come back, and what can you and I do today to stage a comeback in our life. Uh, James Smitty Smith, the guy rocks. You're going to love him. Tom Combs is coming out with this. Tom Combs. Now, here is a client that I'm working with right now. I wanted to bring Tom on because with a a very powerful change in his lifestyle, he has amazed his doctor with his blood lab results. This was a guy that was supposed to go on insulin, needle and insulin for diabetes. And within a short period of time in our working together, we changed his diet and exercise so radically his doctor was blown away. And yes, he is free of insulin and needles. And we'll be talking to Tom. And then Dr. Eric Pearl, he's the author of the book, The Reconnection. You may, I'm going to talk about miracles with this guy, spontaneous healings from everything from AIDS to chronic pain to epilepsy. Unbelievable. He's been on Oz, uh, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer. Everyone in the world is endorsing this guy, and we have him tonight. And I'm so jazzed because we're going to find out how do these people heal. How do they spontaneous heal some of them from physical conditions and ailments they've had for years? What an amazing lineup. And don't forget, when you get excited for our show and you go, oh, my gosh, I I missed the first hour. I missed two weeks ago. Go to talkdavid.com. Listen to all the shows live. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. For those new to the show, right now we're going to open up the phone lines. You're going to have a chance right now. Free coaching sessions on the air. Call us. For those who have been with us for a while, you know what we do here. We'll take your calls. If you're blocked in life, 
if you're stuck, if you're on the fence, if you're not quite sure what to do with the relationship or your career career path, maybe maybe weight loss has just been an absolute nightmare for you. You're not being able to lose it and keep it off. We'll we'll take your calls right on the air. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. We are here to help you. We've been doing this for twenty two years. We'd love to help you for free. Free coaching sessions on the air. One eight hundred. Five four eight eight two five five. Maybe you want to start your own business and you're not sure what to do, or maybe you have your own business and you want to enhance it, increase your income. Where do you go from here? Maybe you're struggling with an addiction, a dependency. It could be a spiritual challenge in your path. You could be in a, in, a, in a situation with a challenge with your mom or dad or a, uh, maybe a sibling. Could be a child or your partner, a friend. Are you challenged right now with a friend and not sure what to do? One eight hundred. Five four eight eight two five five. We had a gentleman call last week. I don't know if you remember this, but he he was losing. He lost a relationship with his father, who doesn't want to talk to him anymore. I think he was losing a relationship with his girlfriend because he had wrapped himself up into so much of the conspiracy media and the negativity in the media with radio, TV, magazines, etc. That's all he was talking about, and he was losing friendships and relationships over this. So we talked. He called in and we helped him to start to minimize the amount of time he's spending with the negative media. Now, what's on your mind? Feel free to call us, 1-800-548-8255. So how do we know? How do we change a belief? So we have a belief about money that we want to change or our weight or a relationship with God or a relationship with a partner. Maybe we're single. And we're going, well, could my single – I want to be in a relationship. Could the fact that I'm single – mean that I have a belief that isn't serving me? Could the fact that I'm struggling with money mean that there's a belief underneath that that says uh, I don't deserve money? Could could the fact that I'm struggling with this weight loss mean that there's a belief that uh, I don't want to lose weight, that weight is serving me, being overweight is helping me in some way? How do you know? Well, listen to this. In, if you look at any area of your life that you've struggled with for 10 years or more, without a doubt, I can guarantee you there is a belief going on in there that is helping you with that struggle. It's helping you to keep the struggle. You may not feel worthy of achieving certain goals. You might be afraid of success. You might be afraid of failure. You might be afraid of judgment of others, but there's a fear-based belief that's keeping you stuck. And how do we change it? You know, how do we? How do we change a, a belief when we're afraid and we don't even know what we're afraid of, but we look into our world and we go, my gosh, for the last 10 years, my relationships have all stunk my struggle with money has gone on for 10 years or my weight addiction has been going on for 10 years. I am addicted to food or maybe some other addiction has gone on for 10 years or more. You know, 40% of people who win the lottery go bankrupt in five years, right? And we know why. It's because they have a belief about money that is not serving them. Some of these beliefs, if not all of them, about being worthy of love or attention or success come from childhood. It could be not just your parents that instilled this belief, or it could be your parents, or it could be a well-meaning teacher that says, you know what, you'll never amount to anything athletically. Why don't you go learn how to draw? Or your musical talents are not what they need to be. Why don't you go figure out how to play a sport? And that type of a statement from a well-meaning person who thinks that maybe they're just being honest with you could kick you back for the rest of your life. So what do we do? Number one, write down the area of life that you struggle with the most. Just one area. Number two, write out the past experiences regarding the area that you can think back of and go, I can remember this teacher said this or a former partner told me this, that I'll never, a parent told me you'll never amount to anything. You're terrible with money. 
You, you, you'd be so lucky to find a partner to marry you. There could be some kind of a belief that came from childhood. And then set up a plan to dismantle that belief. Most of the time, we're going to have to do it with a minister, with a counselor, a therapist, a coach. You look back and you find it, and then we want to dismantle it. You know, and, and one of the ways we dismantle it, of course, is being aware of it, right? We have to be aware that it's even there. Number one. Number two, we have to write about where we think it came from. Could be multiple sources. And then we have to walk into the uncomfortable, like start to do the things that make us nervous. I was talking today about a client that I'd worked with that had a belief about the fact that they really weren't worthy of losing the weight. So they'd walk into a health club one or two times and they'd never come back. And they did this for years and years and years. And they finally were able to shatter the belief by walking into the club for 30 straight days. And once they were able to do that, to walk into the uncomfortable, the weight started to come off. They released their resentments against their parents for feeding them cookies at night and all this other kind of stuff that came up in our work together, right? And if you want to, Google success stories in whatever area of life you're struggling in. Whatever area, Google success stories of people that came back from no money or being extremely overweight or addiction. Google, find out that you're not alone. And go ahead and read what they did. Action steps will change beliefs. Thoughts won't. 1-800-548-8255. Call me right now. 800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel in the box. Welcome aboard our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255. You have a thought, you have a question, are you frustrated on the fence, are you blocked in life, is there something holding you back and you just can't figure out what it is? We will help you. 800 548 So many emails coming in. This just in, uh, you talk about changing beliefs. Do you believe positive thinking can change lives and beliefs? The answer is no. The answer is absolutely no. no. I mean, positive thinking is fun. I love it. I think positive thinking is a great time. But it can only give us a temporary boost to feel better. This is so important that you listen to this. And I, I believe you should go for it. You know, read positive books. Absolutely. Buy all my books. Hello. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think it's great. I think it's great. But it'll never change anyone's life. Um, to think positively about money or love or sobriety can be a great start. I want to tell you this. Do you know that before I finally got sober, I'm going to say for 20 years plus, yes, I was challenged by that little bugger for a long time. For 20 years plus, I would wake up every day saying, I'm a child of God. I am sober. I am loving my sober life. And for 20 years, it never did a damn thing other than make me feel good for a moment and submerge the true work. <laughs> it, it, it gets us positive thinking, gets the energy moving, right? But we have to do something daily, usually something uncomfortable in order to change your life or to change your belief. You know, positive thing is not that strong. It ain't that strong. It's not that powerful. It's better than negative thinking. Yes, it can give you. Now, remember this. I'm not anti-positive thinking. It can give you a boost. Heck, yes, it can give you a boost, but it's not going to do the work. Now, when you marry positive thinking and reading positive stuff, when you marry that with action steps on a daily basis, 
that make you a little uncomfortable, prospecting calls to make more money, right? saving money, cutting back on your expenses on a daily basis, and it feels Oh, it's sucky. It's just sucky. You want to make more money, cut back in your expenses. Oh, that feels like crap. Then that usually means it's something we have to do. I mentioned earlier about walking into a gym when people go, I'll lose 30 pounds and walk into a gym. No. Think positively and walk into the gym every day. That's how you're going to change your life. one 800 548 Next, just in, uh, what is the best dietary breakdown to lose fat and get healthy? I'm, not, I'm going to tell you this. this. Here is your answer. Here is your answer. Diet is everything with weight loss, possibly even more important than exercise. I'm going to repeat that. Diet could be more important than exercise when it comes to, to losing weight. 50% of every meal, I personally believe, should be of protein. Lean protein. Could be vegetable sources. Could be lean meats seafood, eggs, if you can handle dairy, dairy. Okay, 50% of every meal. So you look at a plate, yes, I know, this is not normal. This isn't what you think about, right? 50% of that plate should be, in my opinion, protein. Second, 30% of the rest of the plate should be carbs and fiber, veggies, uh, whole whole grain rice, uh, you know, those kind of things. Really, really, tons of veggies, tons of veggies. And then 20% is fat, which will automatically come from the protein sources and everything else. You know, throw in some avocado once in a while, okay? 50, 30, 20. That's what I really believe a very extremely healthy diet could be to lose fat, to lose fat, and to change blood levels, cholesterol, blood sugar, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, if you have food allergies, you're going to want to look at mm, such things as dairy is a big food allergy. Some people get allergic to all kinds of nuts and wheat and sugar. You notice I didn't mention desserts on this thing, right? So that's not a food group, gang. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. The Virgin Diet. Check out The Virgin Diet. My buddy, uh, J.J. Virgin, a phenomenal book. I, I recommend a lot more protein than she does, but her book is phenomenal. 1-800-548-8255. Here's one in about business. Uh, what is the most recent book on business you read that you loved? Without a doubt, Karmic Management. Karmic Management. Grab the book. If you own your own business, if you're a manager, whatever, grab the book. It's awesome. Talking about you know, in our book, The Power of Focus, which is free at talkdavid.com, The Power of Focus free at talkdavid.com, we, I actually plugged this book, Karmic Management, because I loved it so much. But we talk about karma as every thought, every word, every action that goes from you into the, into the universe is coming back in kind, right? So every thought, every word, every action that goes from you, your thoughts, your words, and your actions, going out into the world, in the universe, and coming back in kind. And that's what this book talks about, too, from a business perspective. So the more you do for your clients, the more you do for your vendors, the more you reach out, the more you're going to receive. But we don't necessarily help all these people more than what we're being paid for, let's say, so that we get more back. That's not the intention. We just know it's going to happen on the subconscious level, right? Then the other thing the book talks about that I absolutely love is about taking more time for yourself, downtime creative time, planning time, spiritual time. That's one of the things I love the most about this book. Taking the business person, the entrepreneur, the manager, taking more spiritual time for yourself in order to help you grow your business. Love it. 1-800-548-8255. Oh, here's, uh, yeah, this is hot. This is hot. Uh, uh, an alcohol question. Actually, it's a, it's a whole disease, the whole disease, addiction, alcohol, drug question. Do you believe recovery 
is a choice from alcohol or a disease that maybe someone just can't stop? And I love this question. And, uh, oh, gosh, I go, I'm going against so many people out there that write about and talk about addiction recovery. Everything is a choice, gang. I don't want to hear any more crap about how this disease is genetically based and you have to understand it's a disease and the person can't do it. What a bunch of malarkey. What a bunch of nonsense. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a genetic prong to alcoholism or drug addiction. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a nonsensical excuse. When someone says, well, you know, my, my son does have the disease, my, my father had the disease, and my uncle had the disease, and all these people, they, they died or, or they lost their jobs all the time because, you know, they had the same disease as my son. Nonsense. No. Nonsense. Bingo. Throw it out the door. Let me tell you why. And I'm in recovery, and I can have all the empathy in the world for people in recovery, but I'm never, ever buying this this nonsense. It's, it's, it's a bunch of crap. It really is. The genetic predisposition for alcohol cannot be triggered if alcohol is not ingested, ladies and gentlemen. And it's a choice. To ingest. It's a choice to go to a treatment center. It's a choice to, to hire a coach in addiction recovery. It's a choice to go work with an addiction therapist. It's a choice to open up a can of beer, a glass of wine. And there's no excuses, rationalization, justification whatsoever. I don't care how deep and strong and long this addiction, this genetic link has been in your family. It's nonsense to use that. It's a choice to heal, just like it's a choice to drink. Now, you might say, yeah, but what about the person that has two glasses of wine and can't stop? They can't stop because they're an addict and they have a genetic predisposition. Okay, I'll agree with that. And how old are they? Are they two? Are they two and a half? Oh, no, 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 no. They're 18 or they're 50 or they're 70. Okay, excuse me. If you're 18 or older, you know it's a choice. If you're 13, my first beer was at 13 years old on Sylvan Beach, Anida Lake. It was warm. It tasted like crap, and I wanted more. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So at 13, and then, and then, and then when I really went off, when I, I went to a Catholic school, and this is when it really, this God's honest truth. I've never told this story on the air before. When I went to a Catholic school, the first dance at the Catholic school, I was introduced to vodka, and it went. I went nuts on this stuff, and I could not get enough. And that was my history until I made a choice to go into a treatment center. It's a choice. I, I know my aunt died of alcoholism. I know that there's all kinds of people in my family that struggled with it, but it was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. Please do not be duped. By any program, well-meaning author, well-meaning recovery person that says, you know, I know, you know, your husband does have this, your wife does have this disease, and that's why they struggle. It's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. 1-800-548-8255. If you want to heal, you can heal. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to do the work. And if you're struggling and not knowing what to do, email me at talkdavid.com. Email me, talkdavid.com. If you or someone you know is struggling with an addiction, we've been doing this work for 20 years. We'd love to help you. We are here for three hours every Saturday to bring you the most up-to-date information on radically changing your life. Thank you for being on board. 800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
Becoming more alive in every area of life. That's the goal for this show, and it has been for the past 22 years. Welcome aboard to David Essel Alive. Thank you so much for sharing some of your busy Saturday with us here. 1-800-548-8255. Coming up in just a moment, a good friend of mine and an extremely, extremely popular professional radio and TV host, James Smitty Smith, is going to be on talking about comebacks. If you're thinking about making a comeback in your life, you want to listen. This guy has interviewed some of the most amazing athletes, actors, and more. Professional wrestlers, boxers, football players. He's got just such a plethora of information about coming back in life that we're going to find out some of the people he's interviewed, what they've done in order to make these comebacks. And then we're going to go, okay, now how can you do this, right? How can you use these same traits in order to make a comeback in your life with money, your health, relationships, or more? I'm excited to have Smitty on with us. one 800 Five four eight eight two five five to get more of this kind of motivational lift seven days a week. Like us on Facebook for seven straight days every week, multiple times a day. We post motivational tips, stories, videos, all kinds of stuff to help you stay inspired while you can't be with us during the week. So go ahead and go to uh, Facebook. Like David Essel Alive, just like our page, David Essel Alive, so that you're able to be part of our family as we grow, as we have been doing for so long now. Be part of our Facebook family so you can get free information. And don't forget, all of our show archives are at talkdavid.com. You miss a show or you want to listen to our past 100 shows, I, I, I kid you not. Go to talkdavid.com. You can listen to all the, the archives. The past 22, 25 years. James Smitty Smith has been a host, radio and TV, right now currently in this corner TV, a former professional boxer who, until he went into media broadcasting, television, would never let any other boxer hit him in the face. And then, as he tells multiple stories, while he's interviewing people like Mike Tyson and having him show certain moves, the guy gets knocked in the face several times. Smitty, welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's gone backwards for me. When I actually fought as a professional, my goal, I did two things uh, tremendously as a professional. I ran and I held on. That's what I did best inside the squared circle. But now I've, I've now been in the ring with over 40 world champions. I'm unbeaten. I've yet to win a fight, but I have had some interesting experiences like Mike Tyson knocking out a bridge in my mouth and Sugar Ray Leonard uh, uh, swelling up my, my jaw at last year's International Boxing Hall of Fame in Canastota, New York. But you know what? To get hit by Tyson and Ray <laughs> Leonard, hey, when you were just a club fighter like me, I love it, baby. Yeah. Hey, and you know, the thing is, I'm sure, Smitty, with those guys, is that they really have no idea when they're even teasing how powerful they are, do they? Yeah, they don't, but they are great. You know, it's funny because I sparred today with somebody, and guys who have fought professional, and, and obviously at their level, and even at my, you know how to hold back, and but at times... They get so excited when they're in there demonstrating because the yes. fighters have never done this before that they really don't. Mike Tyson doesn't know his own, his own power. In fact, if you come to, to, Las, to Las Vegas, I will arrange for you, uh, David, to get inside there and do a little in-ring with him, and you'll, you'll never have to worry about any addictions again, trust me. <laughs> hey, hey, let's start with comebacks. I, I, I want our listeners to be able to hear some of these stories, Smitty, and then, for ladies and gentlemen, the point of this, too, is we, we want to find out what the Tysons and the George Foremans and the Diamond Dallas Pages and all these people did when they when they staged their comebacks comebacks but I would really love 
for our audience to listen to the steps they took and for us to apply them as well. So Mike Tyson goes through, I don't know how many ups and downs in his boxing career, but he gets done with boxing, Smitty, and now he's back on stage doing a one-man show. What a great Tell example. Us about that. What a great example, yeah. David. I remember when... Uh, you know, I was in the midst of my radio career, and it was 1989. I was doing a show in, in, in Tampa. It may have been 88, 89, and I remember myself, Peter Heller, the author who had just had a book on Tyson, and Jose Torres, the former light heavyweight champion of the world who was close to Tyson. We did this show, and basically all of us predicted the same thing. Mike Tyson would either be uh, dead or in jail by the age of 40, and I went on to say it would have something to do with it with a woman. Well, we know what happened with Mike incarcerated for the uh, rape of Desiree Washington, and you know, and, and uh, before that, of course, the loss to, to Buster Douglas, and then he comes back, right. and then the ear bite, which humiliated him, and other other things that went on, uh, bankruptcy, and somehow, some way, even uh, just four or five years ago, I still thought, you know, uh, Mike had, had, had reached forty a little, but but I still thought, wow, man, the jury's still out, but and I think it's because that he forgot the ego, he left the ego. At home, and you know, got the chip off of his off of his shoulder. A combination of both with Mike. It was really, and you know, he got counseling. But Mike, Mike did it himself. Just I heard you saying stuff about you know with with alcoholism. What Mike made the choice to do it. Right, counseling, I'm sure, right. helped. But he made the choice that he's going to leave the ego at home, and he started to, to make fun of what. He did, and his whole persona changed. I saw it on my show, David, when I had him on years ago, and we're sitting there, and, and this was long before Oprah and the other people interviewed him, and I said, you know, what, what, when you're, what was your greatest moment inside the ring? All the great knockouts. And he said when he watches the film of him fighting Buster Douglas, and he's knocked on his ass, and he's on the canvas trying uh, desperately to find his mouthpiece, he finds it, he grabs it and sticks it in his mouth, and he's counted out and knocked out and loses the undisputed championship. And and I said, Mike, with all the great moments, why is that? He said, you know, you know what? Because I I felt like a gladiator, and I think the thing was that he he, he it was okay to be humbled. So yes. it, it's a real it's a real shift that you have to make. And, you know, when, when I think about him now going on stage and doing this one-man act, there has to be a great, especially in the beginning of the transition, Smitty, he had to go through a ton of humility because there were people coaching him on what he, how he had to act on stage at some level in order to keep an audience with him. Yeah, you know, and, and Spike Lee was the one who came up with this, but I, I, think right. that, I, yeah, I think that is Mike's therapy when he's on stage. I think sure. it's the best therapy in the world when he's on there and they call it the undisputed truth, and, and it is because he's doing self-deprecating humor. Uh, he's yes. talking about all the things that have gone up and, and down in, in his life, and he's just—it's amazing. The dude's become a humble guy, and yeah. and believe me, I knew Mike, and I was close with him when he wasn't a <laughs> humble guy. And believe it or not, David, even I can relate to that because there were times when I perhaps had a larger-than-Smitty ego. Uh, perhaps? 
<laughs> but now, David, now it's in check, and I don't think I'm half as great as I really am. Just kidding. <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, think about this. If, if there's a switch you want to make in your life, how could you becoming more humble help you with that switch in love? Do you have to apologize to your partner for being a jerk over the last six months? Is that something you have to do to save your relationship or your marriage? Do you have to start creating more time for other people and not be as selfish, be humble, and reach out and say, how can I make a difference in my community? As we go through these different people that Smitty and I are going to talk about, I want you to think about the first one is dead on to what Smitty said. Smitty, you are right on. His humility, his decision, and his awakening to become humble at a very great level, so much so that he's walking out on stage in front of people. And I will tell you this too, Smitty, he had to get humble because the first reviews of his onstage work sucked. Yeah, and he could he couldn't go kick him in the behind. You know, he couldn't go mm-hmm. knock him out, or he wouldn't still have the show. So he had right. to learn how to, you know. And and what it is, and I had an incident recently that I won't, you know, get into the details of it. But it was something that where I I knew I was going to be in a very very difficult situation with somebody, and and how how it how it played itself out is years ago I would have been concerned with how did I handle that person how, did I did I get in their face did I intimidate them did I knock them out and now it was more about me and how did I handle Smitty and what I ended up doing was you know basically uh, choosing to to walk away and be the nice guy and and turn the shoulder and so and I was really happy about it the next day because it wasn't about how I handled them it was about how I handled me and I think Mike is always checking himself. He said, I, I was with him not so long ago. He says, I got myself in check, Smitty. I'm in check. You know, he's always, mm. And, and, and it, by the way, even with, that, with Mike, uh, it, it, his addictions and his other things and even his personality, and his, it, it will, he will always have to be in check. It, it, it hasn't yes. gone away. You know, he will always have to work on it. Yeah. We're talking to James Smitty Smith. To find out more about him, his website, inthiscornertv.com, inthiscornertv.com. We're going to come back with uh, Smitty and talk more about other individuals that have made huge comebacks in life and what the traits they followed. What were the tips that they used in order to come back from being humbled, from being beaten, in order to resurrect their lives and or their careers? one 800 548-8255. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show, celebrating 22 years on the air. 1-800-548-8255. For more on all of our guests and our show, go to talkdavid.com. We'll be back in a minute with Smitty. Stay right there. song. It's so insane. 1-800-548-8255. Katy Perry there. 1-800-548-8255. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. My guest, James Smitty Smith, 25 years now, professional radio television host. InThisCornerTV.com is his website. Check him out. InThisCornerTV.com. We're talking about athletes that have made huge comebacks, reinvented themselves. And maybe that's something else, ladies and gentlemen, you can be thinking about. Is it time for me to reinvent myself in my life, in my career, with my relationships, with my body, freedom from addiction? Is it time to reinvent yourself? Because this next 
person that I'm going to bring up for Smitty is someone that he knows very well. He's known him for a very long time. A huge professional wrestling hero, guru, world champion. I'm talking about Diamond Dallas Page, who at 35 became the oldest wrestler, the oldest guy to come into world wrestling and to to claim uh, the crown. And then he leaves. And here's the reinvention, Smitty, I want you to talk about is that he leaves and he comes back as a freaking yoga guru. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's coming to town, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, ne- next week. Uh, Page is an interesting story. I, I, I first uh, met him at a, at a nightclub there in, in, in Fort Myers, Florida, that David probably remembers called Norma Jean's Cafe. Sure. Pretty legendary in the area. And every once in a while, I would force myself in there for, uh, or for, to ju- judge the hot leg legs contest and the bikini girl contest, what have you. And Page was a manager there. But he had this persona. He wanted to get into professional wrestling. And it was funny, David. I was doing a radio show in Fort Myers, and I I was constantly having wrestling folks on, and I, I had a, a show coming up with, with Cap, the late, great Captain Lou Albano and Sergeant Slaughter, and right. I told Paige, come on the show and just do like you do when you're, you're acting for me. He says, what, with those guys? I said, just fake it. He did. He was great. He put together a tape. We sent it to uh, Rob Russon of the AWA, and within months, Diamond Dallas Page had gone from uh, running around Norma Jean's cafe (laughs) to professional (laughs) wrestling. And I think the yoga thing may be part and parcel because of some of the doggone beatings he he took. People can say what they want about professional wrestling, but it's one of the most brutal industries that I've ever been involved in. And I think because, and one thing, I'll tell you with Page what it is. It's, It's one word. Passion. Whatever the guy gets involved in, he is passionate and believes in it. And uh, you know what the mind can conceive and you believe you can achieve. And uh, he's a great testament to that. And he's doing wonderful with the yoga and, and again, applying the same kind of kind of passion into that that he did in wrestling and he's he's a guy that proves you know if you really want something age doesn't have to be a a distraction because he really didn't belong getting into wrestling he knew nothing about it as far as the real ins and outs i I don't know how much yoga he did uh you know while training for wrestling but he's a testament that uh, you put your mind to it and have passion you can do it Right, and you know, Smitty, you nailed it with him. The trait that he brings is passion. We had him on the show about four or five months ago, and he is over-the-top passionate about the yoga. And the reason why, and you also nailed this one, is that he came back from some of the most serious injuries that were limiting him from just living in life. He got off of the pain meds and everything else through yoga-like techniques that he didn't think would ever work for him. And all of a sudden, he's finding after a couple months of doing these movements that his pain is gone, his leg is more limber, he's able to get up and walk. I mean, it was just an amazing comeback. And so he has used his passion. And, you know, for uh, many of my listeners may not be aware of this, but I was married for a time to a wrestler. And I can back up what Smitty just said, is that that industry, those guys and women are hurt every night. They are seriously hurt. The 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 acting that we see is not acting 100%. There's some real, real trauma that happens in those rings. So, so Diamond Dallas Page, so passion, ladies and gentlemen. What part of your life, we talk about reinvention, what part of your life do you need to create more passion on to get to the next level? You can't be stationary. There's no such thing. You're either moving forward in life or backwards. Think about that. The other, the other person I want to talk about, Smitty, is, um, 
the the former football great Jim Brown, who went from football to acting to political activism to, oh, my Lord, what do you think his traits are that's allowed him to stay so in front of the curve in regards to him reinventing himself? You know, uh, Jim Brown is arguably the greatest running back that ever played in the in the National Football League, and he's just one of those guys. He has a, a tremendous uh, belief system. You know, he, he just really is a guy that, that believes, and I think, and, and I agreed with what I heard you before I came on saying, you know, you, the self-help books and all. I, I, I love them. I, nobody loves Norman Vincent Peale and Odd Man Dino and David Essel more than I do, but you can read all you want, but it's about application. It's about action. And I think playing athletes sometimes are able to really do that when they get it together because once they get their head together or head around something, if they've done the athletic structure, the structure of being a professional athlete, once you get the belief in your mind and you believe it and then you apply the structure, whether it be acting or in Jim Brown's work work with uh, – with use in, in uh, gang right. gang bangers in L.A. and all right. kinds of things, whatever he puts his mind to, he's going to be successful at. And I I think it's that combination uh, where that athletic background uh, helps you. One, I hope we have time to talk. Do we have any time to mention George we, Foreman? We got two minutes left. Okay, let me just say, George Foreman. He burst onto the scene in 1973 with a down goes Frazier, down goes Fra- <laughs> when he knocked right. out Frazier. Right. He wins the title. He retires after losing in 19, I think, 70, uh, 76 or something like that, or 77. Then he retires for 10 years, and he comes mm-hmm. back a different guy. Not only a different guy, a different fighter. George Foreman used to punch himself out because he would get tired. He, he never smiled. Everything was rigid. He came back a happy dude. He was able to not go 2, 3, 4. He was able to go 10, 12 rounds, win the title 21 years later, become a billionaire with, with, with the, you know, the George <laughs> the Foreman grill. grill. And it's all because <laughs> he learned to smile. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, let me ask you this, Smitty. Isn't if, and I could be wrong here, but I think that one of his strong traits, too, was his delving into his faith that oh, yeah. that right that helped him make the comeback and to radically change his own life. Well, I, I think anybody who makes it, there has to be, you know, there has to be some sort of, you know, for me, I love this saying and whatever you're let go and let God. Mm hmm. That's that, yeah. and George Foreman is, is he did he 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 was a preacher for years, but that's one of the amazing stories in the history of sports to come back and do that. Bernard Hopkins has since become the oldest uh, fighter right. to ever win a championship at age forty-eight. He's another great one we can talk about. Another guy, a guy who went to prison, came out, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, been married to the same women, woman, forty-eight years old. Just two months ago, he wins a world title. There's hope for us yet, David. I might make a comeback <laughs> at sixty. <laughs> I love it, Smitty. James Smitty Smith. Oh, hey, check David, him out. We got an app coming out on Android and on Apple. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be called uh, Boxing Fight Night. People are gonna be able to to go on their phones and their iPads and and log in and score fights and talk to Smitty during major championship fights. Uh, right now, it's available on Android. Boxing Fight Night, and it'll be on Apple in just about ten days. Is all this at InThisCornerTV.com? You'll be able to find it all at InThisCornerTV.com. <laughs> you know him, you love him. Great talking to you, David. Oh, Smitty, it's awesome to have you on board. Thanks for sharing your wisdom, my man. And I will look forward to bringing you back soon. Cheers. 
Okay, bye-bye. InThisCornerTV.com, James Smitty Smith. He's just an absolute trip. Uh, hey, let, let's not forget this. If you want to change your life, if you want to make a comeback, be humble. Use action. Create new passion with action. A strong belief systems with action. Faith with action. Everything is going to be with action. But look at one of those traits. Humility, passion, strong beliefs, faith. Look at one of those traits and ask yourself right now, What do I need to start applying in this one area of my life to reinvent myself? We're supposed to live with passion, with joy, with energy, with vitality. That's what life is about, right? Yet so many times we get into these ruts and all of a sudden it's just another day, another week. Rock it out. That's what this show is about. We want to help you. Do not forget you can listen to all the shows on archive. Just go to talkdavid.com. If you listen to us and you think a friend could benefit, send them to talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.